Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It's Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington, here. We got David Fleming with us. Say hey. Hey. Fantastic, David. That was a great hey, and I am under the weather, so I am immediately turning the hosting reins over to you. Take it away. Okay, that's what I was wondering, because I thought you would want me to host, but then you got into the mics like, wait, who's doing what? Anyhow, um, eh, you know. also, we got Jesse Moore. Jesse, say hey. Hey. And we got John Regan, Johnny Say Hey. Hey. And we have a very special treat in the house joining us. We have Mr. Ash Paulson. Ash, say hey. Hello there. They were hey, I guess I should say. Thank you so much for having me here. I am so excited to be part of this, and uh, I just I can't wait to just do all this. I'm so happy to be here. We are happy to have you and excited to have you. And if this is your first time joining us here on Game That Tune, uh, we don't usually have him here, but we're honored to have him here today. Uh, and if this is your first time watching us, what we do here, we each pick three songs from a game. We play those songs, give a trivia hint, see who can guess the game from the songs. Whoever gets the most points at the end gets to play a bonus song and pick the theme for the next episode. And I believe the winner last week was the incredibly talented and handsome John Harrington. Is that oh. correct? Yeah, it was. Thanks, man. That's so nice of you to say. So uh, what is the theme that you chose for this episode? Well, you know, like I said, last week I had a little spiel about buying games for my six-year-old nephew and how now he likes to beat things up. So this week uh, I'm going with Games With No Violence. Should be an interesting, laid-back, relaxed time. Certainly. Without guns and swords. So... Yeah. Or crushing things, punching things, obliterating things, decimating things with a snap. I mean, like, you know, there's... <laughs> violence, it, it comes up in ways that you don't expect in games. You know, like, uh, like it happened when I bought that Lego Marvel game for my six-year-old nephew. It's a Marvel superhero game. How could it possibly be violent? Don't they, they solve everything with debates, right? They're made of Legos. How could he possibly impersonate those things? Like, it's, it's ridiculous. I don't know. Have you Kids, ever seen man. someone get body slammed onto some Legos? That looks painful. Yeah, I mean, I've stepped on a single Lego before. That's very painful. So, yeah, I, I get it. It's uh, And John, plenty of, us, series. plenty of us identify with inanimate objects all the time. I still, to this day, really want to be a Sega Genesis. And I'm, I'll get there somehow. I just know I will. Well, this should be interesting because I talked to you guys prior to the show, and it was like, okay, so what are we? What counts as violence? Like, does Mario stomping a Goomba count? And that counts. Yeah. So I had to really <laughs> dig deep and be like, okay, no right. Mario, no Mega Man, no even cartoon oh. violence doesn't care. So it uh, doesn't count. So that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. tough to find games with zero violence. It's uh, you know. I think everybody will be prepared to justify something tonight as uh, being not particularly violent, but yeah, who knows? Uh, there's there's plenty of games to choose from, uh, I think. Uh, and yeah, I think uh, I have I think, a, uh, I have a question. We got a good one tonight. Watch I have a question it. we need to clear up. It's, it's in, in the theme of having games with no violence, 
Should we also not swear on this episode and just keep it like as clean as we possibly can? Oh no. <laughs> we already like have we even thought about that before that that thought never crossed my mind. Are we doing nice. a G-rated show? <laughs> Up to you. Sounds complicated. Well, that's that a means complicated I'm gonna, bit. I'm going to mute myself then because I tend yeah. not to be. I'm I'm kidding, but uh, no, I I uh, yeah, I tend to uh, not have a G-rated mouth most of the time. So okay, thank goodness, because yeah, I was worried because you know our our last episode, like the final you know point of the night was something about salty cum, and you know, I was like, you know, do we know if this guy is like down with the, our humor style? All he listens to is GTT radio. It's uh, you know, there's that promo about dick pics. I mean. You're here, you know. You're dealing with it. I'm glad. Too late uh, glad now. No, it's all good. So, I yeah. I have a gutter mind. It's all good. I yeah. Woo. Sounds yeah, okay. Cool. Good. So G rating is off the table. We're already nice. up to PG. Um, so we'll just see. We'll just tick the rating up as the night goes along. I think. Fuck that. We're R now. I like it. <laughs> so hold up. Like salty cum is all it takes to get you to PG. How, you like just mention how it. <laughs> how quickly does this scale go? It's you'll see, man. It's gonna be fascinating. But I think um, I think we're going to see how that scale goes by getting into game one, Johnny. Game one. guys so this game was released on the game boy the game gear the macintosh ms dos sega genesis sega saturn super nes uh the playstation and the atari jaguar the game boy version is the only one with the multiplayer mode
Guys, I'm gonna let you know I totally just made an error, which is that uh, I pick I originally picked the Sega Genesis version of the music, but then about five minutes before the show, I decided to go with the uh, Game Boy edition since that had multiplayer. But as you probably noticed, that third song was still from the Sega Genesis one, so this is the rare multi-platform game that too. <laughs> wow, John, that's uh, that's the clarification that's gonna put me Whoa. over the top on this one. God. <laughs> I feel awful because I don't even have a guess. Like, I, I know I haven't heard those. That's, oh, man. My guess well, is based on it's Johnny. Right. That's usually a good, uh, mm. you know, good thing to guess based on. I, I guess based oh, on man. something on everything. All right. Let's see. We probably should have told Ashley you should write an answer and show it to the camera. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I know that. I didn't realize that we were doing it all at the same time. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I thankfully I didn't see what you guys did though, so I'm not uh, basing I, mine on anybody's answer. I was gonna say you you don't have to worry about cheating. I'm not All sure right, that cool. any of us are correct. Uh, plus, All the, right. none of us care about cheating. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. All right, so let's see. Ash and Jesse both say columns, which is in- incorrect. John says lemmings, which is incorrect. And David says faceball 2000 parentheses midi maze, which is also incorrect. This is Zoop. Zoop. Oh. Okay. Oh, obviously. Uh, sure. Oh, yes, of course. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> yeah, every morning. You all remember yeah. Zoop. <laughs> every morning. I remember the box to Zoop and then never playing Zoop. Yeah, like, it was black and it had like the weird letters. That's all yeah, I it was, know. Oh, it was 90s as hell. It looked like... I kind of... I do recall it. I never played it or heard the soundtrack, but I do kind of recall it now that I think about it. John... It had a yeah. huge media campaign when it came out. I do recall it being advertised very heavily as... there. Uh, so this was published by, um, oh, Viacom, I believe. Viacom New Media. And, uh, <laughs> and Obviously they got a it. huge media push. It's from Viacom. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to push it as like a new Tetris. Uh, I think the tagline was the best way to waste time or the best new game for wasting time or something like that. And You're not supposed to say that in your actual marketing. <laughs> yeah, it's implied in all games. And this game is, I don't think it's, I don't know, it's probably not the worst puzzler, but it's not Tetris good. It's not at that level by any means. It's a, it's a puzzle game where you control a triangle and there's different colored pieces coming in around you on a board. Uh, and you zap or you zoop those pieces of matching colors, right? So... <laughs> You'll if there's a purple guy and like say an orange guy behind him, you're purple. You can zoop the purple, but then you leave a purple behind and you transform to orange, and you have to constantly try to clear the board. That's that's the basic idea. And yeah, I thought every version had some kind of two-player mode. I did not realize until tonight that the Game Boy one is the only one with a two-player mode. That so makes no sense. Again. Yeah, that's a very strange choice to have only the Game Boy version be two players. I, uh, but no, I, I had never heard of that game, but I'm glad to hear about it now. I love that it's called zooping and not zapping, because mm-hmm. that reminds me of like yes. Splatoon, where you didn't kill someone, you splatted them, and that's always more fun to say. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and less com- violent. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. Can't, you know, zapping somebody, violent. Zooping right. somebody, who knows? Right. Who knows? I mean, that could be anything. <laughs> that sounds worse. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a little. Mm. Zooping sounds like you get arrested for. That's that, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> to be fair, though, so does splatting. In a, in a, in some yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, Very much so. Yeah. And Splatoon's game about kids, so you know it's uh, exactly. It's, that's that's crossing a line I am not comfortable bringing Ooh. up on the show. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Uh, Although, yeah. um, Johnny, I'm I'm kind of surprised that you're saying like this isn't a, a Tetris like class of puzzle game because uh this game was awarded best puzzle game in the 1995 nintendo power awards <laughs> wow. so apparently I love it. somebody thinks this was a fine puzzle game yes exactly that, that had very important awards no way <laughs> i was gonna say now the real question is what other puzzle games came out in 1995 probably nothing they probably just didn't want to award us a tetris again like, well yeah, yeah. Here, here's zoop Right. Exactly. Beautiful. They probably just, you know, wanted the check from Viacom. Like, <laughs> Viacom's making a big push. They're like, seriously, can you give it to Zoop? Uh, <laughs> you know, this, uh, this you know, promotional thing we did with Blockbuster didn't work. We really need the kids to start Zooping. And, uh, I, love, I love the idea of, like, backroom deals, like a mafia just for Nintendo Power Awards. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the promotional push that we did on the grind on MTV didn't work, so we're really going to count on the Nintendo Power Awards 95 to get the kids into Zoop. Uh, God, Viacom's so fucked if we don't get this deal off the ground. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, you know, uh, Zoop always sticks out to me for some reason, because, like, every week I, you know, try to figure out what game I should do on Game of Tune, and I Google list of games for X console, and I go to the Wikipedia page, and it's always at the bottom on, like, every console... Because it's Zio. <laughs> gotcha. I was going to say, did you find it by accident by hitting end on your keyboard? Be like, oh, Zoop! <laughs> yeah! Today, Johnny learned about the, the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, man. For some there's... reason, Zoop is on the, the bottom of the list every time. I think there's a pattern here. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the, uh, you know, it's. Uh, I wish there was something to say about this game, John. <laughs> We can move on to the next game, honestly. Like, we I'll probably okay. should. We're, you know, we're gonna get a game stream going at some point. Some two-player Game Boy Zoop action. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you know, the people are dying for that Zoop content, so uh, <laughs> we should be the people to provide it to them. I will say that logo is '90s as hell, though. It's so yes. '90s. <laughs> so '90s. I love it. Uh, yeah, it's delightful, and yet somehow it didn't work on us '90s kids because we didn't grab it. So yeah. true. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you get for calling it Zoop and relying solely on the word Zoop. You need more info on the cover than just Zoop. It's, you know, it's not enough. But, Johnny, wait, David's the host. (laughs) David gets to command Johnny to move on to the next game. (laughs) Okay, now, John, you command me, and then I'll command Johnny. Yeah, we gotta establish that command early. (laughs) Game two.
The title of the World 3 music, which will be the upcoming song, is A Story of Caves. This is a reference to the popular indie game Cave Story. I was going to say, I can't remember how long that last song goes, but if it doesn't start fading out, you can fade it out. <laughs> I have a hard time picking out the loops sometimes. If someone's a bit longer than I would have let them usually, but anyways, anyways. Anyways, who's got some answers? Yeah, it doesn't matter when the song's that good. You can let it loop all you yeah. want, man. God, I know mine's wrong, but I, I just don't know. <laughs> all right, so... Um... <laughs> John Harrington says, the Shantae game we haven't used yet. Close. Um, Ash says, Downwell. Incorrect. Uh, John Regan says, Cavern Story, which I wish was correct. And <laughs> Jesse Moore has the correct answer of Mighty Flip Champs. <laughs> nice. Okay. I'm, 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 so so would Shantae have, have uh, fallen within our rule of no violence? Or I was not? wondering about that. I was about to say, are we going to have to have a thorough discussion of hair whipping? Like... <laughs> Right. No, no, that's violent. <laughs> no, there's. Oh, you violent. can throw fireballs at people. Shantae counts as violence. Right? Oh, okay, yeah. See, I, yeah, I was just thinking hair and belly dancing and transformations. <laughs> I had initially guessed Spelunky, but then realized, wait, that definitely does have violence. So I was like, I have no idea. 
Mm -hmm. But you're you're in the the same kind of vein, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say we all played and adored Mighty Flip Champs. Oh yes, all of us. I, I played a bit of it. Game three. <laughs> oh, really? I, I was more into Switch Force. I was more into yes. Mighty Switch Force. Yeah. Okay. So this was um, the first Mighty game. There was this, and then Milky Way, and then they did Switch Force, Switch right. Force 2, and then that weird, like, not quite Mighty Switch Force 3, but she's in Police Academy for some reason. Like, um, But Mission, this was the Mission original Mission to Moscow. Game. No, but that's, that's what I'm waiting for. Dang. Um, <laughs> this was the first game, and they this originally came out for the DSiWare, uh, that downloadable DSi service, which was interesting, like Nintendo tiptoeing into digital distribution, but on a system that nobody owned. Right. And so this game is never to be heard from again, right? <laughs> well, they, they made a, a DX version that they ported to PlayStation Portable and I believe PlayStation 3. And it's interesting because the whole gimmick of the game is flipping. So, like, on the DS, you had your top screen, and then the bottom screen would kind of be the same level, but with different halls cut out. So you would have to, you'd walk through, you'd reach a wall, flip the screen over, and now you have, like, an extended path. So I didn't know how they could possibly port this game to anything other than a dual screen system, but then I looked at, like, videos of the DX version, and they just set it horizontally so instead of uh. flipping screens like a rolodex it's flipping screens like a book hmm i guess that's one way to do it yeah. still it feels weird not having it on a touch screen system like yeah i don't know it's good good effort but like ds is such a unique thing you, you go with uh, you, you just don't port that stuff but and it was weird because on the DS, like, the screens would basically mirror each other, so you had, like, a much better understanding, whereas the the later version, like, being side to side, you had to, like, really squint to judge how far you had gone on one screen to get to the other to make sure that you didn't crush yourself when you flipped the screen, because the only way you can injure yourself is if you fall into a spike or if you flip a block onto you there are okay. no enemies in this game and you can't even you can't attack you can't jump you can literally walk climb ladders and flip the screen it's a hmm. single button game i mean i'm just gonna say falling onto spike sounds pretty violent to me yeah or, I mean, so i mean i'm just saying i don't know eyebrows <laughs> raised <laughs> how aggressively are you walking <laughs> <laughs> They're a tilt to that walk. Yeah. I mean, you can get impaled and smashed. This sounds like a pretty violent game to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. David. You can only do one thing in this game, and it's meet your violent end. Um, <laughs> you know, Ash, I was really excited to have you on this show, and <laughs> now See, I'm significantly what, less excited. That's what happens. Yeah. Yep. No, that's a, mean, that was a great. I would never. That's a great one. I would never have guessed that. Well, because I was sitting there and I was trying to think of, like, what's a non-violent game? And I immediately went to, oh, so puzzles, like, as a genre. And then, right. you know, I didn't want to go with some version of Tetris. And I already used Puyo Puyo Tetris, which would be my immediate next thought. Um, and then I remembered this game. It's like, wait, you, how did you get around the enemies in that game? And then I looked it up. It's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, there were no enemies in that game. Right. <laughs> Yeah, thinking about it, Way Forward's a pretty good company for nonviolent games because the the other mighty games like 
I guess there's, there's, a, I don't know if there's enemies in them, but it's all like puzzle platforming. Like Mighty Switch Force and Switch Force 2. Like, it's just pipes and platforms and. Do you, like, you're you, a cop. Do you even shoot a gun? You do, you do in the first one. Yeah, you have a gun. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I can't remember. I, I played it just a little bit, but still, not particularly high on the violent scale. Um. And you know, and very high on the excellent music scale. So that's the, you know, love that good, Jake uh, Kaufman. Yeah, dude. It's you know, I, I was like, oh, I recognize it immediately. That's Jake Kaufman's music. And you know, I, again, I, I was hoping we we're gonna have a Shantae discussion. I'm always prepared for that, but uh, this is good too. I, you know, I've uh, these DSI and like you know these eShop games. It's just such a blind spot for me though. So. Right. As they are for most people, because they're yeah. stuck in the DSiWare, you know, shop or whatever. But uh, You still, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, you still can download this on your 3DS. So I do recommend it on the 3DS as opposed to the PlayStation 3 or PlayStation Portable. Fair um, enough. Johnny, bust out that 3DS. Let's, uh, let's get a little uh, Mighty Flip Champs on the stream right now. Okay, give me five minutes. I'll be right back. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. No, wait, we need you to keep going. <laughs> uh, by the way, I will say that the loops in my songs are unreasonably long for a podcast, so feel free to fade out whenever you feel like you've gotten a good feel for them. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I just, I just, I just wanted to warn you in advance so we're not just waiting and waiting and waiting for the loop <laughs> to finish. That seems like a good segue into Ash's game. So, uh, All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, then. Game three.
So uh, I guess this is where I deliver my trivia now, right? Yes, indeed. Cool. So hopefully this is a good one. Um, but in in reference to this series, uh, a a certain person in the gaming industry once said, "Remember that one." <laughs> see a lot of confused faces which makes me happy <laughs> it, i mean it's your first time on the show but somehow you know exactly how this show is played i nice. actually think i'm on the right track on this one <laughs> yeah i piped on our discord like ash gets it <laughs> nice nice yeah it's like you consulted with johnny on your trip that one game i love it <laughs> all right well so do we have to get the, the installment? Can you can you guess multiple installments? Um, I'm cheating. <laughs> up to the judge. That's on a yeah. per judge basis. <laughs> All right. So this game wasn't was in fact Ridge Racer Six. Excellent. All right. We'll get uh, to John. Nicely done, John. Yeah. That uh, it sounded so much like Tekken music. I'm like, yep. You can't have Tekken on this show. I don't want to get into an argument with you, but like, nice. Tekken's quite violent. And then I, I literally, you know, pulled up the list of Tekken composers, pulled up Yu Miyake's page, and it's like, oh, he also composes Ridge Racer. Good right. for them. Like, yeah, that 
I had considered Katamari, but then I, I was, you know, was thinking about how much I miss Ridge Racer, and it's like my favorite arcade racing series. And uh, the Namco Sound Team is just mm. fantastic. And that last song was Hiroshi Okubo, and just oh man, I love Ridge Racer. And uh, yeah, I just figured, well, let's go with something. Hopefully, you didn't have it on your playlist, so I was like, well, maybe it's something that'll land well, and not everyone will know. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was a great call. Honestly, like in thinking of you know games for this episode, I for some reason didn't even think about racing games. It's like, wait a minute, there's tons of those that don't involve throwing turtle shells at people. Exactly, that's yeah. what I was saying. I was like, I didn't want to go with a puzzle game because I'm like, well, Tetris Attack. I mean, everyone knows Tetris Attack, and I'm not right. big on puzzle games. And I thought about rhythm games, but I, I felt like that would be too predictable because I love rhythm games. So also I figured let's call. go with a nice middle ground and and go with racing. Yeah, and you know, again, the Namco music is just fantastic. So, yeah. and so, like, for my Tekken playing ears, I'm like, seriously, this makes no sense. Like, what is this doing on the show right now? Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, Ridge Racer Six, um, according to Wikipedia, that's the uh, let's see, came out in uh, 2005 or so. So, uh, you know, what made Ridge Racer Six so much different than the other uh, Ridge Racers? Was this the one I- where? Where Kaz announced it and said Ridge Racer? Or, uh... No, well, that that was when he was talking about, I believe it was PS1 coming to the, PS1 games coming to the PlayStation 3 or PSP or something. I can't remember. Right. And he goes, it's Ridge Racer. Ridge Racer. Remember that one? <laughs> and I can't remember why, like, exactly the context, but I was afraid that that hint would give it away, so I'm glad it didn't. But uh, I think what yeah. set Ridge Racer 6 apart was that it was the, it was it's still, it's, as far as I know, still exclusive to the Xbox 360, so it was the first next-gen HD okay. Ridge Racer, which I think nice. set it apart visually. And I was actually a latecomer to the series. I, I had dabbled in Ridge Racer, but then I, I played 6 on Xbox, and I was just I was just obsessed with it, because I there's no other arcade... Well, arcade racing is a genre that's kind of dead right now anyway, but right. there is no, there's no other arcade racing series that really recreates that. It's just pure speed, screaming around corners, at, you know, drifting around corners at 400 miles per hour with electronic music thumping in your ears like it puts you into a trance and no other racing series like burnout that doesn't do it it's all about crashing cars and it's yep. cool it's a great series but great series. it's not it's not ridge racer though and i'm i'm still crossing my fingers that namco's secretly working on ridge racer 8 for switch i miss that series right. so much have you played uh horizon chase turbo on switch i haven't i haven't yet i know about it but what do you? It's pretty good. It's is it not good? obviously. Okay. Okay. It's not like it's not like Ridge Racer. It's really it's a Top Gear uh, and like uh, Outrun okay. kind of tribute. But it's. Oh, uh, I love Outrun. It scratches that arcade racing itch. It's just good lap racing, good speed, and pretty nice. good electronic tunes. I've oh, I have to check that out because yeah. I'm, I'm like a massive Outrun fan. I could play but, Outrun all day. Yeah, the graphics are all uh, like abstract and stuff like that. It's, it's a pretty cool game though. Um, nice. I'll check yeah, it out. Like uh, Ridge Racer. I feel like that's just the one. I mean, obviously this one is exclusive to 360. I didn't play it very much, but like you mentioned, those other series. I'm like, yeah, I played way more Burnout. I even played a little bit of Need for Speed. And you know, I was trying to think. Of, I was like, yeah, what's that other racing series? The one that's huge on Xbox? Oh yeah, Forza. I, like Ridge Racer is <laughs> yeah. just you know, it's in the back of my mind, which is a shame because it uh, you know, there's yeah. never, it's never too many arcade racing games. I th- ever. I think this is the first Ridge Racer game on the show, right? Absolutely. Do they, do they all have music like this good? Because this music was quite good. Yeah, it's it's very much in that uh, in that wheelhouse. I mean, it's you know it's the Namco Sound Team. They I don't know if, you know which specific composers run every game, but for all the Ridge Racer games I played back in the PS One, you know, just going all the way up to seven, 
it's pretty much very similar to that. Very kind of electronic inspired. There's some cool drum and bass in there. There's it's just I don't know. It's really good stuff. So that last song you played, uh, there was some parts of it that sounded a lot like Fancy Star Online. Mm, I don't know if they share composers at all or. I don't know, because that, that would be Sega. So I don't know if maybe one of the, the Namco Sound Team guys went over from Sega. Jumped I don't know. Maybe. Man, yeah, that's uh, that's more info than I can you know glean from a Wikipedia page. Right. That's the that's the kind of deep dive that we need to start doing on these things. Like, we need to see these crossovers. But, uh, yeah, man, uh, I was looking at the timeline and said, you know, Ridge Racer for the PlayStation came out in 1993. I'm like, that's impossible. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> the arcade first. And right. Then, uh, but yeah, you know, I didn't even realize it was a Namco game. So, you know, that, like this whole thing is just revelatory to me. I feel like I've been missing out on this. I yeah. love Namco games. I'm pretty excited oh, yeah. because I don't care what the themes are for the next five episodes. I'm just going to go Ridge Racers 1 through 5 for the next five episodes. <laughs> yeah. I assume people want to hear this music. I'm going to upload it to the, the other radio stream. It's great. Right. By playing it in every episode from here on out. <laughs> I mean, they really can do no wrong. You've got Katamari, Ridge Racer, Ace Combat, Tekken. They can do, they're so. They're so musically diverse and so talented there. Yeah, I really thought about a Katamari game for this as well. But then, you know, it's like I felt like I would spend the whole time justifying whether or not rolling things up into a ball was violent because you bop into things and people are screaming. And, right. You know, it's, it's complicated, but, you know, ultimately, I don't, I don't know. So, you know, it's, right. uh, it's a gray area whether or not, you know, rolling people into a ball against their will is violent, a violent act or not. So. <laughs> and turning them into a star. Yeah. I was going to say, I think once you add against their will, it becomes violent. Like, I think uh-huh. that's the kicker there. Right. Maybe instead of against their will, but like unknowingly, confusedly, I don't know. Yeah. Seems like forcing them to be a star. That yeah. sounds violent. If you didn't, right. If you didn't get them, if you didn't fully explain them what's going on and get them to sign that waiver beforehand, it's it's violence. That's John. There's a time limit in the game. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no time. You got to get the stars back in the sky. <laughs> But, uh, That's what we need. That's the Namco Capcom crossover. And sometimes you can cause a panic, and like people start running around all crazy and stuff, and getting yeah. hit by cars. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, no, Katamari, famously violent. There it is. You know, Rated the, the, the M. Jur- you know, we have spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Hot take. It's <Nice>. official. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, man, uh, excellent fucking selection. Um, thank you. Anything else on Ridge Racer 6 or the Ridge Racer series in general? Or, David, did I did we stomp all over a joke you were going to make? You know, it's fine. Johnny busted out the hot take. You know, that that pretty much puts the nail in that coffin. Nice. Yeah. Stamps the joke. Oh, awesome, man. Great selection. And, uh, Johnny, let's, uh, let's keep it moving, man. Game 4. When it feels like there's something But we'll let it over and detest the best of all And I'm calling it audible down All the system is system Won't get you down there Yes, yes, or what through this town I'm cyber, I'm cyber and slifer Dicks sound like the best of them Oh, I tried like the rest of them Give me a great guy 
so in this uh, internet simulator, uh, you can check out different websites and uh, download all sorts of weird apps. tricky yeah jesse yeah it is <laughs> <laughs> um look, i'm waiting for uh ash to yeah sorry about that all right that's all right <laughs> you're good Ooh. i i don't even know if a game by this name exists but i don't even know <laughs> so we got ash and david with the very popular uh internet simulator that's incorrect <laughs> um uh, john says pull side that's incorrect and uh johnny Instead of drawing a penis, draws three question marks, which is very disappointing. Tasteful. And that's incorrect. Uh, no, this is uh, this game called Hypnospace Outlaw, <laughs> which I'm not surprised you haven't heard of. It's uh, It just came out this year, and it's probably the best game that I've never played because I've just watched people play it, and oh, it, yeah? it looks amazing. It's basically an alternate a universe in 1999 where we use the internet but we use it uh, when we go to sleep in our dreams and so everyone um, has a, their own websites and stuff in their dreams um, and you play as this dude who um, you like you're like a moderator kind of person like you have to make sure certain sites uh, aren't trying to scam people and uh, sometimes you download viruses on accident. Like there's like this healthy buddy, and um, the whole thing looks very 90s GeoCities, Angel Fire type websites with you know spinning gifs and very loud MIDI music and stuff. Like I honestly feel like Johnny would love this game. <laughs> like it. That sounds very up my alley. <laughs> like that's like, checking all I, my like, boxes. Seriously. 
Yeah. Like, it is insane. Like, then you can, like, download, like, screensavers and cheesy, like, virtual pets and stuff. And, uh... <laughs> It's fun it, as an internet simulator sounds. Playing as a moderator sounds like a terrible time. <laughs> like, well, you, know, you got to read the comments. Ah, no, hell no. <laughs> well, like, there's uh, this one section that's for like teenagers, and you have to go and make sure like no one's like cyber bullying anybody. And you find this guy who's this really big fan of this very cheesy band called Seepage, which was the first song you heard, mm. the uh, cheesy Lincoln Park esque weirdness but uh, you go to their website and you can hear that song and you find out like the super fan really doesn't like this one kid and you can like find the secret website he has where it's like a comic strip of him beating him up and stuff and so you're like oh okay well I'm gonna uh, check this as you know um, you know cyberbullying and stuff and it gets a big red X in it and stuff it's a very in, like it's crazy how much it reminds me of my website when I had a GSC's <laughs> crappy website. It's like it's it. a bunch of Mega Man X gifs while it's playing that trunk song from Ultimate Battle 22, <laughs> like just on a fucking loop. Oh, and I was geez. like, this is the coolest website ever. You got you got Tengu Man doing his cool like wave slash thing. You got Mega Man X with his power armor and and he's playing the sweet trunk song. Everyone should check out my website. <laughs> What's the yeah, content? Not important. <laughs> Jesse, you're, you're you're painting a beautiful picture, but it's only a picture that those of us on the internet at that time can understand and see in our minds. Like that's true. Anybody under like thirty or so right now watching the show has no idea what you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's very. I, this game is very niche for sure. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at screenshots of it and like, there's I guess one of the characters like it's an animated 3D character and it looks like the animation from that Dire Straits Money for Nothing video, like that nice. very blocky <laughs> yeah. cell shaded animation, like hmm. this. God, this looks exactly like the internet circa 1996. It God, really yeah. does. It, it really kind of captures that uh, internet 1.0 vibe. And I am not ashamed to admit that I've never heard of this game, but I'm very <laughs> curious about it now. And it kind of reminds me of that weird PlayStation game, uh, LS, like the LSD simulator. Like the visuals yeah. kind of remind me of that. Yeah, like if, if you don't if you don't play it, I suggest you at least check out some other people playing it because it looks like an absolute trip and if you do remember the internet from that time period it'll it'll take you down memory lane <laughs> yeah like no it seriously <laughs> even just the google image search for it right now is taking me down memory lane yeah it's like, oh god this is saint augustine internet cafe back in the day yeah. like, <laughs> we had to get together and do some research papers and none of us did anything you know even resembling research we just stumbled around the old internet in like 1997 it's like yeah this is all it was this is oh no you know this I'd is forgotten. completely this is a totally random connection i thought of but this actually in a weird way and this is a violent game of course but it reminds me of front mission 3 because that was one of the first games i can think of uh that had a an in-game internet where you could actually like explore an in-game universe internet that you could you know browse various sites and and glean additional in-universe story information if you wanted to Wow, so, that's cool. Yeah, Front Mission 3 for the PS1, one of the best uh, SRPGs I've ever played, so that interests you, check it out. 
mean, yeah, giant robots and a fake internet. That's uh, yeah, no. yeah, that's ticking exactly. a couple of boxes. I didn't know about the internet. Now I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> check out some Wanzer porn. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> Excuse I me. The fake internet to look up fake rule thirty four. Oh, Excuse me, I believe it's I believe it's Vonzer. Right. Oh, Vonzer. <laughs> yeah, mm, I'm not yeah. Japanese. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I love the fact that Jesse is bringing up looking up the porn. That doesn't phase you. It's the pronunciation that uh-huh. bothers you. Like, hold on, hold on. We need oh, to I stop this I'm, right now. Well, he, Get it right. He wants to make sure I Google it right. He's being helpful. Yeah, you speak it into your Alexa. You got to pronounce it properly. Hey, I am, a, I am a copy editor, so what I can't help it. I'm one of those guys who, like, points out mistakes, and everybody hates me, so. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Awesome, man. Oh. Uh, God. Now, you know, we could just do a whole, like, rabbit hole of, you know, early internet memories, uh, how John liked to build HTML websites for all his school projects when we were I, all in middle school. I got so many A's because I was that one guy <laughs> who knew how to make web pages. No one else would dare attempt that. <laughs> <laughs> So many yeah, A's. This game is for you, then, dude. I remember there was one group project that we were on, and you built a website for it, and like we got the grade back. It's like I feel like only one person did the work, while the rest of the group didn't. It's like, yeah, he built a web page. Obviously, none of us did anything. Yeah. Yeah. Duh. You know, I chose the uh, the Tupac middies that played on the web page, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't really contribute otherwise. Jeez, <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You know. We'll save the uh, story about getting suspended for improper, you know, internet guestbook comments for the post show or something. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. Oh Those God, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I had spent a day in in school suspension for uh, implying that John had provided us a porn site in uh, in our math classroom. Good times. That's fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, you know our teachers. It was it was the early internet days. They had no idea what was going on. They just saw the guest book and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. I actually misheard you at first because like you broke up there for a second. So I heard meth classroom. I'm like, "What school did you go to?" St. Augustine, Florida, Florida baby. Yeah, Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. This thing's happening. Florida. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We are all Florida men around here. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Meth class. You know, I didn't pay uh, very much attention. Right. Oy. Um. Jesse, this uh, this game looks awesome. Anything else on Hypnospace Outlaw? No, just check it out. It, it sounds great too. Great soundtrack. Yeah, no, it looks like place. it's only yeah. on like Steam and stuff right now. This needs to come out for things that I play games on. I wanna I wanna look at this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think it'd be pretty hard to play without a mouse and keyboard because there's a lot True. of. Like googling stuff and, and using your mouse to like download things, and then you gotta, you know, I'm not sure what kind of stuff you do with your virtual pet. So, uh. <laughs> that sounds so ominous. Yeah, yeah. Just exactly. everything, everything you just said sounds like something that would have come out of my mom's mouth circa 1997. Selling <laughs> exactly. things to my mouse. I don't know what you do with those virtual pets. <laughs> like, I could actually hear that. Uh, it's yeah. funny because I don't. I don't play games on Steam either. I just do not play PC games kind of period, but this does seem like the kind of thing that would really benefit from a playing on a PC. Mm. Right, exactly. I can see how playing this on like a Switch with the touch screen would immediately like ruin the experience. Oh my totally, God. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Not a this chance. game is not perfect for Switch. I just say, uh. Is it possible <laughs> that we finally found a game not perfect for Switch? I think we have. Yeah. That's amazing. I, I Wow. Yeah. I didn't know those existed. 
That's been it's been a running theme since the Switch came out. Is that right. everything is perfect for it? And this, uh, I'm surprised, Jesse. That's uh, that's an impressive uh, impressive deep find. So, you know, awesome. Now, uh, now I gotta get Steam going again. Great. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, I can't remember who's hosting the show at this point. David, do you want to take us forward? Uh, yeah, sure. John, take us forward. All right, hey Jesse, take us forward. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm pressing this button and nothing's happening. I don't know. Game five. There you go. Awesome.
Okay, so this game, uh, the concept for this game originated from a game jam that used video game pitches from a Twitter parody account styled after game designer Peter Molyneux. wasn't nearly enough time to Google an answer. I know, right? <laughs> right. All right. It's almost like I did that on purpose. <laughs> I can say other trivia about it as you're writing down your answers. I don't know if it'll help. It won't, but if you want to, I'll say no. Nah, I'm not going to do it. It's all, all right. it's all part of the discussion. It's going to be great. Hopefully you guys can read mine. Oh, oh man. Sorry. In comes Johnny's penis drawing. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ash says the legend of overpromising, a link to disappointment. That's sadly incorrect. And, uh, you know, uh, Jesse. That's a great Dave answer, say, though. Goodbye, my love. Sadly, also incorrect. No, this is a little, uh, little indie game that came out last year that I just uh, played on the Switch. A little game called Donut County. Oh, I want to play think I've this. I don't think I've heard of that. Oh, man. It's, Aren't you uh, dropping things into a hole? Yeah, you put stuff in a hole. It's, uh, like people? Uh, yeah, eventually. It's uh, oh. it's a weird little game, man. Um, it sounds pretty violent, sound John. not violent at all. Jo- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, there's no violence in someone falling in a hole. Everybody's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a strange game. It's a little, uh, little indie game. Um... And so you start out in the game, and you're all the the you know the citizens, the residents of Donut County. You're a thousand feet underground, or excuse me, you're 999 feet below Donut County is where you know the uh, story portion of the game takes place. And everybody's mad at the local raccoon uh, named BK because uh, apparently he's been dropping them all into holes. And so they're all just sitting around discussing with BK, you know, why the hell he, like, dropped all of them into holes. Uh, he's mad because someone smashed up his cool new drone copter. And, uh, you know, you just, it, like, flashes back to, you know, him one by one dropping everybody into this town, everybody in this town into a hole. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh... It's an utterly bizarre game. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I want to play it um, because it seems so bizarre that it's amazing. And I've kind heard of. that it has a very Katamari vibe and that you just kind of like go with it. Like it the does. entire game is like, okay, here's the goal. Drop this cow into a hole. Just go with it. Yeah, pretty much. That's the thing. They, uh, they said uh, at some point during the development or the release that they envisioned it being the inverse of Katamari. Katamari is about, you know, Rolling things into a ball, and this is just like dropping things into a hole, like making things disappear. Um, 
it's not really like that because there's no like time limit or like uh, like urgency to the game. It's yeah, I think you could probably tell by the soundtrack. It's a kind of laid back game. Like it's a pretty chill whole game. Like it's just you know, you got you know little levels. You drop a little things in the hole. The more things you put in the hole, the bigger the hole gets. Um, eventually, you know, you drop the the person who was telling the story. Like, uh, you know, they they're recounting why and like what the circumstances were leading to them being, you know, falling into this hole. And then you drop their house or whatever in the hole. You pass the level. There's there's no real way to lose. It's a uh, it's a weird kind of loose little game. Just you know, um, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. But I almost have like a caveat of uh, like don't rush out and get this one because uh, it's it's more expensive on Switch than I uh, you know I kind of wanted to pay. I got a little uh, little buyer's remorse on this one because I beat it in like two hours, and uh, it's like oh wait that's really it. Um, no, maybe, maybe I should have bought this on the uh, the phone then. <laughs> is is the price like? hard up with that like is it an inexpensive game for two hours or is it like twenty dollars for two hours it's it's the i think it's 13 bucks and you know not the worst way to spend 13 bucks but uh you know uh, i think on a, on a phone or like a tablet or whatever it's more like five and you know five is like perfect you know i'll spend five bucks to play a cool indie game with a great soundtrack for two hours 13 i was like oh man that kind of feel like I just kind of got, uh, you know, swindled just a little bit. But, you know, I had such a nice time, and the soundtrack's so good that, you know, I didn't mind it, man. It, it's a it's a cool game. And I want to support Switch indies. I mean, there's, you know, they've got, you know, I guess, maybe they don't need my support because there's a fucking million indie games on Switch at this point. Yeah. But, yeah. But, uh, you know, they seem to know. Like, yeah, put it out there. Like, it's basically the same thing as a phone or Steam. Put it on Switch, too. So I'm glad they're getting that kind of support. But, uh yeah, it's a it's a fun little game, man. It's uh, it, you know, I I really I've just been listening to the soundtrack uh like crazy since then because it's just you know it's a nice soundtrack. It's got you know like nice ukulele music, a little like mandolin stuff. You know, it's just a it's got a real laid back, just kind of indie vibe. And uh, yeah, I've been digging it. Um, so say the soundtrack just makes me imagine like a rocking chair on a porch. Yeah, sure. And then like, it's that. just that very kind of like ah. Right, and then you don't really notice in your yard that a hole is moving around, and like you know, your like pets have fallen into the hole, and it slowly consumes you. It's uh, you know, it's a strange little uh, little vibe they got going for this game, but it's fun. You know, there's like levels with uh, there's like I said, there's no real way to lose at the game. Like there's levels with puzzles and things, and they're just kind of like fun to figure out, but like you can't really like fuck it up. Like there's a level with like some rabbits jumping around, and you gotta like drop a large carrot into the hole and it's too big it's, so the so you just move the carrot around and like lure the rabbits with it uh, that's there's, great there's like <laughs> levels where you drop a like a campfire into the hole and so the hole is emitting smoke and then if you drop a firework in there you can move the firework you move the hole to shoot the firework at something like you know they got some cool little puzzles in it it's uh it's pretty cool it almost but, sounds like a deeper WarioWare in a way um, yeah, al- you know, almost. It's just, yeah, I feel like it's just the lack of, uh, you know, an overall, like, way to lose that, you know, kind of keeps it on its own little, like, just indie game, you know, kind of path. Like, nice. You know, there's no, you can't really do things, like, terribly out of order. There's no way to really fail a level. <laughs> like, uh, 
you know, eventually, I think, you know, uh, oh yeah, eventually in the game you get a catapult attachment for the uh, for the hole. So stuff that drops in, you can shoot it back out. Uh, that's where there's, you know, the closest thing the game gets to violence is you gotta, like, you know, shoot something at something else. And, you know, I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's pretty, uh, pretty easygoing game. I was, uh, you know, I was looking at the content descriptors leading up to the game. It's like, fantasy violence? At what point in that game is there violence? Like, you know, things just fall in the hole. <laughs> you're, huh. you're controlling the hole, though. You're making them fall in the hole. Yeah, but they're not hurt or anything. They, you know, there's no splat. You know, they're fine. But, they're, you know, they're, they're annoyed. But have they... Have they consented to being dropped in the hole, much like See. we talked about being, con- you know, have they consented to being rolled up into a ball? I feel like, right. you know, I'm just Damn. saying there's a similarity here. <laughs> That's almost like kind of the entire story of the game is everybody confronting the raccoon about why he was doing this, <laughs> whether or nice. not what he, uh, whether or not what he did was wrong. <laughs> it's like, you, know, you didn't think uh, maybe people didn't want to be dropped in this hole. He's like, <laughs> I was trying to earn a cool new drone copter by uh, doing you know, what I was told. So, you know, who's really the monster here? It's like, this game's fucking weird. I love it. <laughs> I got to check this out. I don't know if for 13 bucks, maybe. Uh, maybe, right. uh, maybe on mobile, possibly. I don't know. I'm, I do want to check it out, though. Yeah, to no, be fair, I mean, though. It's worth a mobile purchase. I'd, I'd, I'd give it the $5 price tag. I'd say that's pretty fair because, you know, it's not, uh, not going to overwhelm you with, you know, ads or fucking microtransactions or anything like that. There's nothing like that. I was trying to think. It's like, man, if they had that in there, that would utterly ruin the vibe of this game. <laughs> like, so you, you can't purchase different hats for your hole. Exactly. Nice. <laughs> some hats well, or, I will know. say, though, I did just drop four ninety nine on the eShop on this. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but this obvious Mega Man ripoff called Metagal. Everything about it. The logo, the art. Oh, it's just th- a it's a basic, like, poor man's version of Mega Man. And I, I, was, I, I was so curious. Yeah. So I had to just try for four ninety nine, And it's not, it's could be worse it's not very good but right. if i can drop 499 <laughs> on that i can drop for you know 13 bucks maybe on on something that actually is really interesting no go mobile uh, <laughs> okay de- fair enough definitely fair go enough. mobile oh okay. gosh yeah. i'm just looking it up she even has the brown spiky hair and the blue suit so this uh this Mega Man ripoff is it worse than mighty number no. nine hmm you know that's a really good question it is uh it's less fleshed out than Mighty Number no. Nine. It feels like a very low budget effort, okay. uh, whereas Mighty Number no. Nine felt like a low budget effort in its own context. <laughs> right, but so Mighty Number no. Nine is <laughs> trying to bait <laughs> David into discussing something he is furious about. I was gonna say it's like That's Mighty Number no. Nine was a very low budget effort, which is like amazing <laughs> because they raised four million dollars for I it. I know. So I, I feel like this was made at, with a low budget, and they knew it was low budget, and they were just kind of just throwing it up under the eShop, even though they knew it wasn't very good. You know, right. Mighty Number no. 9, they really thought it was not garbage. <laughs> like, they really thought it was great. And I didn't even uh. hate it as much as some other people, but it still wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, yeah. Uh, I think, one of the truest definitions of a fiasco. <laughs> it's just <laughs> That's like, for sure. Yeah, you know, I don't think they meant to do this. This is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'll oh, never God. forget... The first time I beat num- Mighty Number no. Nine, f- and for all the wrong reasons, I'll never forget the first time I-, I beat it and heard the credits music and heard that rapping, and I'm like, they spent money on this? <laughs> like, why didn't they spend that money making the game better? Uh, <laughs> no make one those explosions this. look a little better. <laughs> exactly. Like, what <laughs> happened there? Uh, uh, who did the rap? Yeah, that's a very good question. You know. I don't 
know offhand, but I, I, I will say that I love how poorly all of those memes and, and comics and stuff have aged about the death of Mega Man and, you know, carry on the torch back because now we've got Mega Man 11. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and, and it's what Mighty Number no. 9 tried to be. And now Beck is just, you know, obscure and nobody cares about him anymore. Right. Well, that's why right. I thought it was so funny. Like, they put so much money into, like, Mighty Number no. 9 and tried to make Mighty Number no. 9, like, this new thing. But was it, uh, uh, Mighty Gunvolt Burst, the sequel is, to the anything, so much better. Yes, it's a so great much game. better. That is what Mighty Number no. Nine should have been. Yes, it was. It's actually really good, and I try to like convince people, and then they hear, you know, the Mighty Number no. Nine connotation, like, oh, I don't want to play that. I'm like, no, trust me, this is NT Creates not being dragged down by concept. This is NT Creates doing what they do best. It's, I mean. It's hard to sell, you know, the 8-bit Mighty Number no. 9 spin-off, but it's such a better game. Wait That's why I I try to lead with you build your own robot master weapons. And that does a pretty good job of convincing people like I should check this game out. Sure, that's actually a good way to lead. I might have to try that. Because, yeah, it worked uh, on I, me, so yeah. <laughs> I have continuously tried to convince one of my Game Explain colleagues to play this game because it's actually really good, and he just refuses because he hated Mighty Number no. 9 that much. And I'm like, just trust me, and he just will not do it. It's so good, though. I like it. Yeah, it is. But anyway, um, but yeah. Donut so, County! Uh, yeah, I was going to say, last thing I'm going to say about Donut County is it's... Uh, it's produced by and published by a fucking very interesting company. It's published by Annapurna Interactive, and they are a subsidiary of Annapurna Pictures, which is a uh, kind of up on the uh, on the rise movie studio. They've made like six Best Picture nominees in like the last five years. Um, so I'm really interested to see what this company does because it seems like they're just going to dump a bunch of money into publishing uh, like indie games going forward. Um, like their Wikipedia page, besides you know the stuff they've already published, they, uh, one of the next things they're publishing is Watum, the game from the Katamari, uh, from the guy that uh, created Katamari and didn't decide he didn't want to make Katamari games anymore. They're uh, they're publishing his bizarre like AR VR, like I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it's a game about like you know building a tower out of things and eventually like clouds start pooping rainbows and it's like. <laughs> Uh, it's one of the strangest, most Katamari things right. ever. And it's like, yeah. oh, cool. It's got money. It's got this company behind it. Like, <laughs> this game's actually coming out. <laughs> so, you know, I'm glad you brought up Annapurna because they are publishing what was my favorite game at PAX East this year by far. And that is Sayonara Wild Hearts, which got revealed at the Game Awards last year for the Switch. Nice. And I don't even know how to describe this game. I, I strongly urge you guys to go check out the trailers, but it's like. It's got motorcycles, it's got superheroes and energy blasts and, and, and cool like Japanese synth pop music and psychedelic colors. There's really no unifying theme at all, but it looks good. awesome. <laughs> I was going to say, I everything highly, that you've I'm said so, so far is sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know how to describe it, but it looks awesome, and it's all done in this very kind of cool psychedelic colors, electronic music, just overlay and it's really cool that's awesome yeah no it's, yeah. Yeah, i'm really you know really interested to see like i'm going to be paying attention to them as a uh, an indie game publisher going forward because it's like yeah you know this game it's uh it's a fine little game but uh you know some of the things they got on their upcoming releases i'm like oh wait i know what that's supposed to be that's awesome that's actually coming out and it's got you know the money of you know a company that makes best picture nominees behind it so like yeah that's gonna be interesting. I'm glad to glad to see them getting into uh, you know the uh, the gaming business. 
in interesting ways. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's really it on Donut County. I'm just glad that we get to listen to that soundtrack more. It's going to be playing in the background or the podcast. It's going to be all chilled out. Uh, you know, it's on Spotify. Go find it. It's, you know, it's, uh, it's a good soundtrack. Good, good stuff. Um, now, David, would you like to uh, transition us out of the discussion phase of the show and into, uh, you know, where we would normally start calculating the scores? I would. If there's no further discussion, um, Johnny, I think you should hit the calculating computer. Okay. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Wow, Jesse, you uh, did hey, it, Hey, Jesse, wait. <laughs> yes. Cool. I was so confused for a second. I'm like, wait a minute. I thought we had a tie here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did, but I won last week. So, you know, we <laughs> usually don't, uh, you know, if nobody planned a way to break the tie, then we're just, uh, we go to the guy that didn't win. So, there you uh, go. Nice. Yeah. Again, we, we don't take the game as seriously. I, I see that, but that's yeah. all good. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, man, this, uh, you know, great victory tonight. I think this is easily our lowest scoring show in ages. It is. Um, but uh, it was a good one. So, Jesse, what do you got in mind for our next episode? You know, all this uh, peacefulness needs to be stopped. So, punching games. Games where you punch things. Yes. Yes. Nice. Uh, back to the, you know, back to the punching games. I'm into it. Um, oh, yep. Yeah. Good. You know, I got I got one in mind. I've been playing it with my nephew. I don't know if you heard of this game. A little game called uh, you know, Lego Marvel Superheroes 2. There's a lot of there's a lot of punching in it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, John. That seems it's, like an awfully violent game. Yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> it's <laughs> I you know, I thought that maybe you know Thor would beat stuff up with lightning blast, but no, he punches a lot of stuff. It's uh, it's upsetting. Um but yeah, man. Excellent, excellent selection. You know, uh, violent punching games. How violent should we go, Jesse? Are we talking like M for Mature? Like, uh, um, talking Mortal Kombat you know, 11 X-ray attacks on this one? Whatever you feel, you know. <laughs> However hard you want to punch, punch that hard. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I've, I've already got a game in mind that I'm curious if one of you will choose, so I'll, I'll have Ooh. to uh, tune in and see. Sweet. Please do. All right, David, take us home. My voice is going. <laughs> okay, yeah, see, again, I was just kind of curious. I was like, how far are you going to push that larynx, everything? Um, so yeah, that's the show. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Um, do we usually do Twitter signouts first or? That's the very end. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well then I, I so rarely host this show. Follow um, your heart. <laughs> okay. Do all, all the plug or all the like, uh, Patreons and stuff, that kind of plugs. That's what I was and pulling up first. Do the Twitter at the end. And then you end on whoever won. That way they can discuss. Their <laughs> There's a bonus game. tune involved. <laughs> and don't forget. I'm we, aware we, of the. And don't forget when we have a guest, we ask if there's anything they want to plug <laughs> to our huge audience. <laughs> and be really nice and thankful to them, too. So should I end the show? Because we basically just ran through the ending right now. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Let's see. I, let's see how well you adhere to that framework that we just gave you. <laughs> So you can follow us on Twitter. Wait, no, damn it. Oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, 
So I do want to give a special thanks to our super fan tier Patreon producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, and Bradford Stevens. You guys are awesome. Uh, if you want us to shout out your name, you can check us out at patreon.com slash gamethattune. Be sure to check us out on twitch.tv slash gamethattune, facebook.com slash gamethattune, youtube.com slash gamethattune. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to stick around for GTT Radio, the 24-7 video game streaming radio station that we have, which is how our special guest found us tonight. Who knows? If you listen, you might wind up on the show. So I do want to thank our special guest, Ash. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug? Anything that you want to say? Uh, well, first of all, thank you guys so much. I feel honored because I don't get to talk about video game music with people very often. So literally anytime you guys want to have me back, it is my pleasure. Do you, you send me a message and I'm down as long as I'm home. And so literally anytime. And as I said, I'd, I'm, I'd love to do whatever I can to help you guys in the future. So thank you again for having me. Uh, the, your viewers can find me on Game Explain. It's youtube.com slash Game We are a gaming folk or gaming YouTube channel that mostly focuses on Nintendo, although we've been, uh, we've been kind of doing more PlayStation and Xbox coverage lately. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at, uh, well, my name, a- uh, Ash Paulson, A-S-H-P-A-U-L-S-E-N. And uh, on Instagram at that same name. And uh, yeah, if, if you, I just started a new gig at a place called New Radio Media. If you check that out, you probably see my name on there at some point. And yeah, I just play a lot of games and talk about a lot of video game music on my Twitter. So follow me and hit me up and we'll talk. That's, it's nice to know that you're down to come back. We would love to have you join us again. Johnny, you threatened you're fired. to fire Johnny so many times. <laughs> this is <laughs> fantastic. Johnny could finally back into that producer role he's been going for. <laughs> oh, this will be great. But we, we have to call Ryan Drake to make it official. Like, just have Ryan on the show just to have him fired. So, um, no, again... Nice. It wouldn't be right for any of us to actually fire him. Yeah. Johnny, you looked like you were going to say something? I was going to say Ryan Drake is the only one with the authority to fire me. Okay. <laughs> uh so, um, again, you can follow our special guest, Ash Paulson, on Twitter, at Ash Paulson. You can follow John Regan on Twitter, at J.P. Regan, J.R. You can follow John Harrington on Twitter, at JGangsta187. You can follow me on Twitter, at DFD Fleming, And you can follow this week's winner, Jesse Moore, on Twitter, at Sega underscore legend. And you have the bonus tunes, so I believe you are taking us out. What are we listening to? So this guy, uh, Hot Dad, he makes a lot of like weird, kind of funny music. He did a uh, a song about hypnospace, which is pretty excellent. Sweet. All right. I'm sorry, I forgot. Peace out, everybody. There you go. See you later.
Zoop is copyright 1995 Viacom New Media. Mighty Flip Champs is copyright 2009 WayForward Technologies. Ridge Racer 6 is copyright 2005 Namco Limited. Hypnospace Outlaws copyright 2019 No More Robots. Donut County is copyright 2018 Annapurna Interactive. This game's winner is... Oh, but crap. Crap. No, my snowboard crashed. I ran in the middle of playing that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't my fault for once. <laughs>